Hello. This is Stella Bella Erica, a.k.a. whatever you want to call me, editor of Soul Magazine, and welcome to In the Spray Room, the podcast showing the best and brightest artists getting up on the streets today. We are bringing out the lighter side of these creatives by interviewing them in a less structured environment, my dining room table. For our daily dose of online content, check us out on soldmagny.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the above. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl. Hello. And Big Ronnie. Hello. Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Well, it's still winter. Still cold out. But it is mural season now. It is the spring Fuck that groundhog. Mm. People are painting. We're getting there. We are getting there. It's very busy out there, and I'm loving seeing the invites of people working. I'm loving seeing the show announcements coming around, and I'm looking forward to a very busy spring and summer for Sold. How about you? Absolutely. The the ground needs to start thawing. Biker, are you excited to start uh, giving some tours without a coat and mittens on? Oh, for sure. I'm always ready for paint season. I mean, the smell of the paint, the sound of the cans being shaken, that's that's when you know everything's right with the world again. We are definitely doing some things at Sold Magazine. We have some very big plans for you, our listeners and readers and viewers in 2019. There will be more video content. There will be more on-site. There will be more festivals. There will be more exclusive artist interviews and such. We're pretty excited. we got a lot going on. That takes us into our sponsor. Here comes an ad read, folks. The Brooklyn Firefly, located in the heart of Bay Ridge, serving some of the freshest, top-quality Italian goodness around. It's a pizzeria. It's a speakeasy. It's a venue you want to take a date to. Summertime, they got a big, beautiful outside courtyard. Mm, I love the pizza. I love the meatballs. I want to go on a Sunday dinner for Mama's cooking, the whole nine. Go over and see Brooklyn Firefly, Ovington and 3rd in Bay Ridge. And now on to our special guest, another New Yorker. We're keeping it in the city these last couple of weeks, and I like it. Uh, Mr. Matthew Denton Burroughs has graced us with his presence today. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Very good. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, we're super excited. I can't wait to get into your weird shit. Yeah. You came today and brought us some stickers. And I love it. It's a little kid with his face falling off. Your stuff is quite abstract, isn't it? Um, it makes you think. Yeah, that's the that's the idea. Um, my stuff is is honestly like the visual result of my thoughts. Um, and I've I've actually always had trouble explaining a lot of it because it's basically like the result of it's like m- my therapeutic process for dealing with like what I think about. And a lot of it's like social commentary and stuff like that. Um, so sometimes I'll make something and I have no idea really what it's about until like someone like yourself maybe asked me. Um, but it's definitely always weird. But so is the world. I mean, I think reality is probably the weirdest possible thing there is. <laughs> to be honest. Agreed. Well, what is weird? Weird is strange and unusual. I yeah. think you can find strange and unusual anywhere you look. It really is is what you want to see. I mean, someone could look at your work and see... Okay, here's a kid with a little astronaut and a weird backpack, and but why is there a tree in it? Well, that that piece was honestly <laughs> that that piece was sort of like 
um, I don't know. I'll get, I'll get obsessed with a topic, like let's say climate change, for example. And then, so that, that piece is sort of like, what if like a little astronaut kid came back to Earth in like 200 years and there was just like one tree coming up out of the pavement? How like amazing that would be to see that. I don't know. Uh, it's just really random stuff like that. But the so point, his face is falling that, yeah, off because like, he's like, oh my God, there's a tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I get it. And then sometimes it's just as simple as like, I, I, I think I, I drew that a long time ago, but I drew like everything but the two falling faces and there was that space in the middle and I have trouble with negative space. I don't like it. So I was like, oh, I just, maybe I just wanted to put two more faces there. I don't know. Now, what, what I like about your work is it doesn't matter the topic. It doesn't matter the style. You have a depth to your work. It's not just shading. It's not just shadowing. It's not just point perspective. Where it, it, is that conscious? Um, it, I think I'm still, I'm still figuring out. I'm still sort of figuring it out because I was self-taught and then I went to art school. Um, which was a lot better. I mean, I prefer that to as if it had been the other way around. Um, and I don't know. It just sort of developed into the way that, like, once... Like, I, I was self-taught with black line, like, kind of art crumb-esque, kind of very graphic, illustrative stuff. That's just what definitely, came out. Definitely see yeah. art crumb in high times yeah, yeah, in your just, stuff. That's, like, what came out of me naturally. And then as I got, like, you know, quote-unquote academically educated a little bit more and had to take painting and this and that... Um, that's when like coloring it in with a little bit more of a painterly style, but like still keeping those lines, um, sort of happened. And then, yeah, I mean, you always kind of, I, I try and have some kind of depth in it, both like intellectually and visually. Um, I mean, I never do like a, like a deep scene or like a huge perspective. Um, it's more of like a, I don't know, kind of like an open-ended illustrative narrative, you know, like it's almost like a tapestry sort of, um, take a little diorama it's like a deep but yeah i mean like because if you look at something from really far away it looks like sort of like a tapestry or even abstract in a sense and then when you come closer um you can start to kind of figure that out that kind of stuff out i also notice a lot of your pieces seem to pay homage to rube goldberg and the idea of the infinity machine like your pieces kind of your illustrations seem to kind of go into each other like you can follow the lines all the way around like the infinity machine, the machine that never stops running. Um, yeah, that's honestly like, but again, it was sort of a, like a subconscious thing that I realized that I needed to achieve in a, in a piece, which is that, that sort of continuity, um, that any, every subject is connected to another subject in some kind of way. But the reason for that is because that's how I see the world. Um, like I, I'm sort of always trying to connect things, and, and when you realize how connected everything is, whether accidentally or intentionally, um, yeah, it's just sort of kind of fascinating. Because like even if if I try and just draw one person, I'm I like don't want to I like want to draw another person about something else that's connected and connect them. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I I think that's where and and I know that you didn't start with murals, but then looking at what the canvas is with a wall like while you guys have traveled uh, across the united states is how am i going to fill that space yeah. because it's 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 yeah. in front of you yeah well murals have been an interesting challenge because that happened after i mean i was doing like gallery stuff and illustrating illustration um and the murals are tricky because i want like i would love to achieve that level of complexity but it's i, I mean i would need a, a huge wall um, which is starting to happen. And then, like, you know, one day I'll get a wall big enough to even try and emulate, like, one of my gallery pieces. But for the moment, it's been the challenge of, like, sort of picking out a character 
from a piece of mine that would have like 20 characters and in fitting it, it into yeah, making that have its own kind right, of power right making it work yeah I'm flipping through your feed. I like the wizard smoking the pipe. Yeah, that was That's a cool piece. That's dope as hell. The colors, everything. That's fun. Now, is that a piece? Like, have you? Did you draw that on paper before and then fit it to the wall, or was that something that you you put together after you saw the space? Um, I, if I can, I I'm like pretty obsessive about the beginning process up to a mural. If I can see the wall, even see it in person, get a really good picture. Like, I ask for all that kind of stuff because my design process is pretty like extensive. Like I'll almost draw, I don't really sketch ever. It's weird. Um, I just like, I, I do it and it becomes something. So like when I do a mural, I almost make like a, a full black line drawing of it. That would almost be like at the level of detail of like a gallery piece. Um, and you know, sometimes like superimpose it on the wall and see how it fits and mess around with it or something like that. But yeah, that one I, I knew in advance and, and drew it for that purpose. I had some options. So art school, tell us a little bit about your origin story. How did you end up in art school? How long you were were you there? Um, and a little bit about it. Sure. Um, yeah, I grew up like up, uptown in Manhattan, and my mother is an artist. Um, she still is. She's a jewelry designer. And that whole side of my family are artists. Um, and my dad's like a businessman, so I kind of had each of that. Um, but art was not like personally a huge part of my life growing up. Like I, I was exposed to a tremendous amount of it. I mean, my mom from a very young age would take me to like all museums and all that kind of stuff. But it was really more of like a fine art exposure early. Like I didn't really, you know, I saw graffiti and all that kind of stuff. I went to school in the Bronx. Um, but it just, I don't know, that wasn't my immediate fascination. And then I went to Lehigh University for undergrad because it was the best liberal arts school I could get into. I didn't necessarily want to be an artist or anything. Um, and I was super into, I was going to be like a psychology and anthropology major or sociology. Um, and then I met this, but I was taking drawing classes and I met this, prof- I was actually getting a C in drawing because we were like drawing vases and apples and stuff. And I really did not care. Um, I tried, but I just didn't care. And then at some review, I, I gave my professor like my little first sketchbook that I had been messing around with that like literally no one had seen. Uh, and he was like, oh, he's like, I get it. <laughs> now I get it. Um, and he let me like finish the semester only doing that. And it pissed like the whole class off. Um, Why do you think he did that? Because he wasn't challenging you to do something different. Um, or he thought you needed to embrace your style maybe? Yeah, he's like, he honestly was like, I, I really, like this reminds me of things, but I've really never seen anything like, like this. It's super weird. And he just, like, I never understood it. I'm still very good friends with him. I never understood it until, like, recent years hanging out with him. He just gave me permission. Wow. That's all it is. Sometimes That's an you, amazing gift. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need someone to, like, tell you how to draw or how to paint, but just, like, the permission to, like, go into a room and do that and get credit for it or whatever. Um, and then we became close, and he was like, honestly, it's insane. It might seem insane to you. It's a very small art program here, like, but you should, like, he, he was like, I think you should try this. And then when I realized that, like, my art could be a product of still studying all those things I like, that's when I was like, all right. Um, and he basically, I became an art major at that school, undergrad, and then he basically, like, took the art major and stripped out 25% of it 
and did the same thing. He was like, go, you just, if you go in that room and just work on your stuff, I'll give you credit for it. Um, but, you know, I still took like art history and painting and whatever and this and that, but he stripped away some could, stuff. Yeah, but could, could it be that he was just scared of you because you had three names like most serial killers? It's possible. It's possible. I mean, <coughs> it was a C or potential murder. Well, it could be a president, too. Some presidents had three names. All right. Good point. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So let's let's move on to you said you, you, you want to go bigger and you want to go different. But you had a you, you hit a home run last year or two years ago with the PBR campaign. Yeah, that was huge. How did that come about? Um, honestly, I had been um, I knew like one of the PBR reps in New York from shows and stuff because she like they do a lot of art stuff you know and um even my homie colin outer source um he kind of knew her and he was like there's this submission thing blah blah blah. i mean i assume you know he spent a lot of stuff as an artist and just hoped for the best um and i submitted and i i really like but i was like they might dig this so i really tried really really hard um and i rem- and i just i got the call so tell us about um, that where were you when you got the call and how did story. you react i was in line for the new Star Wars in IMAX in Lincoln Center. Like, I had been waiting there for, like, two and a half hours with, like, friends before they had, like, the reserved seating. And, uh, yeah, I got the call, and I was, like, so excited about it. I was like, I don't know if I can go see this, like, sit in this movie right now. (laughs) I kind of want to go drink, like, a bunch of PBR. Um, But I saw the movie. Um, Yeah, that's, no, that's where it happened. And, um, yeah, they, like, they got the original piece and everything, and, and um no it was really really exciting because um i i mean i i'm open always to working with like companies and and even big corporations if they're the right fit you know i think that's always a tricky game with artists but um and they even made trucks and stuff i don't know if you guys have seen the trucks yeah 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 Yeah, they really Um, took it and that was a different sort of project too right well so not only just winning that competition you've also parlayed that relationship into other walls with dripped on the road with PBR. Can you explain how you were able to Um, then continue the relationship? Well, I just, you know, I knew, like I I had talked to some of the other artists that had won and and, um, I just, I mean, it seemed to me that like if I was in touch with like the the boss man of art at PBR that, um, you know, it would just probably be smart to to stay in touch with the dude. Um, And I met him doing, like they flew me out to Portland to do a mural they flew me out to Portland to do a mural for one of their festivals, and I just made a point to hang out with the guy and, and, and become good friends with him and stuff like that, and uh, we got along. So I knew that once that year was over, like, I wasn't the, the can artist anymore, but, um, you know, I learned how, how cool they are with art and how open they are, they are to stuff, so I just wanted to... I knew there'd be a moment for it, um, and it was a big risk, but when we, when we started Drip Down the Road, I was like, you guys have any interest in this? And they did. So tell us about Dripped. Um, yeah, well, the basic the basic beginning of that story is um, after after I was working with Centrifuge and became homies with Jonathan Neville, um, we started Dripped on Productions, which is basically like an art production company in the city. Um, because you know, as as you might hear in John's interview, um, you know, Centrifuge is an awesome thing from the heart, but you know it's not really about money and stuff like that and and working with centrifuge i got to meet all these artists and got brought into the scene because of john um and just realized all the connections and all this kind of stuff and we wanted to do things where 
because I like to curate too. Um, and I think that like when you run a business that does art and you're also an artist, you understand all those needs of artists that sometimes people don't. Um, and that was the goal. We started doing music festivals and even basic sign painting and designed some nightclubs and stuff. I mean, it really became a lot of fun and was helping us like stay afloat and do more of what we love. Um, and we ended up hiring an artist named Ramiro Devaro Comas a lot. And then one day he approached us with this idea of the, of the traveling artist residency. Um, because, you know, he liked the way we worked and the way we operated when we hired him and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we were all like, I mean, I was, we were all like immediately, that sounds amazing. Um, and we just put our heads together and, and a couple of years ago, you know, did the first trip. Now, you're, you're being modest about how it all came together because you, uh, <coughs> you leveraged that relationship just like you did with, uh, like John told us, with the, the Greenpoint Gallery opportunity. You want a solo show there, and the next thing you know, you're curating the outside of the walls. Yeah, as I part mean, of as you know, centrifuge. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess I mean to me, it's just sort of the way my my mind works. Like it's even the same. Everything with the is connected. No, everything everything is connected, and it can be if you want. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If you're like, no, you should never treat any opportunity as like an isolated moment. Like you never know. Um, you should, you know, like, and that, that speaks to like even just behaving and like in being life, right. and being nice to people and stuff because you never know like what that person is going to do or what it means that you have that person's phone number or this and that. See, I always said it's not a, it's not a foot in the door that I'm looking for. It's a toe in the door. I don't, I don't need, I don't need a, the hugest opportunity for you to work with me and yeah. see that I'm not bullshit. Yeah. You know, we don't need to hit a homer the first one, but you, you hit yeah. a couple of homers in terms of the things that you brought in. Yeah. I mean, it, it worked out. Um, I mean, I definitely have. From growing up in New York, I have, but but not really in like an artsy childhood. Um, I have a lot of friends and connections from like other realms of society and stuff mm -hmm. that I always, and again, I always like once I became an artist, like remembered them and, and tried to pay attention to that. And some of those people were like my earliest buyers and supporters. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, there's always connections if you really wrap your brain around it, but you got to be. Yeah, you got to be bold with it too. You know, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? They say no. And then, and most people, when it comes to art, don't say no forever. It's usually a no, not right now. Exactly. There's a lot. You of know, that. and That's true. and as uh, as uh, you know, you're talking persistence and staying on it, and it's really what it's all about. Don't and for up and coming anyone, uh, no is just not right now. Ask them again next month. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what is uh, what does 2019 look like for you? What are you what are we working on? Are we, is it is it growing the organizations with with Neville that type of thing? Yeah, or? Um, awesome. It's uh, you know I mean I I uh, you know I'm sure he's got plans with Center Fusion stuff. I help out at First Green, First Street Green because I live right by there. Um, I help out whenever I can. But then with our own business, um, yeah, we have. I wish I could talk about it, but I can't. But we have a project with, with. I'll tickle it out of you, which, motherfucker! <laughs> you can't dangle that like that. Um, no, we. I mean, we have we have a project that, um, you know, it's just not like the ink's not dry, so I, I just can't talk about it. But um, it's going to be a major, major curation in a place that that doesn't have street art. Um, that's it, that's open to in it in New York. No, in Pennsylvania. Cool. Um, cool. So it's going to be a spread out. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a hopefully a pretty big project, and we're going to get to work with some people we haven't worked with before that we really like. Um, I'm going to probably be doing my biggest wall ever. 
um, in conjunction with that project. Um, Is it on a barn? No barn. All right. No barn. <laughs> Somewhat traditional wall situation, but but it's going to be interesting. Um, because that's what we love to do is like come into a place. I mean, to be able to, to like basically be the first people to expose um, a city that, that not it's not that they're not open to it. It's just nobody ever did it. Um, it's, it's pretty exciting. And then, yeah, we're just like the winners, like kind of, you know, they like sit in your studio and draw and meet with their friends and plan, plan the future. Um, so we've been doing a lot of that. But uh, TBD, sort of. It's not called dripped on. We've been there after other people have been there. It's dripped on the road. They're finding new places. They want to, you know, be the first people to bring the right side of street art and the right side of graffiti to the streets and in some place new that doesn't necessarily respect it. Yeah, that's the idea. I mean, there's the new thing I was just talking about is going to be a dripped on productions kind of thing. Um, Great. Dripped down the road. We've been liking the fall trips, so that's sort of probably what's going to happen again, which is why. There isn't even anything. Do you hear that? Pry out of me, West Coast <laughs> listeners. They're planning a fall trip. Do you want these maniacs to come to your town? I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. Reach out. Yeah. No, I don't care how far away it is. I'm the one that drives the RV. I love it. And he's my co-pilot. John's my co-pilot. Yeah, I always wondered that about that. The fact that at some points you're the only one that actually has a driver's license, right? Um, <laughs> with all due respect, Ramiro Ramiro has a driver's license, but. Um, you know, not everyone wants to drive that, that giant thing for a month. <laughs> I can um, understand I've that. always loved driving things. Driven just about everything you can drive, I think. So it's just, I don't know, it's like second, second nature to me. But, like, we're tired. It's a long trip. John keeps me awake. Um, so does Yuki. Well, she sleeps the whole time, actually. What do you guys listen to on the road? <sighs> Honestly, everything. Uh, I mean, Neville, Neville, again, is the DJ. All right, hold much. on. Let me ask you differently. Yeah. Who plays the worst music on the road? Probably I piss everyone off because there's just certain moments like if it's like the sixth hour of a drive where I've, I've been I let everyone play whatever they want, whatever. And then I just have to put on like kind of like just like techno music, basically, or like like chill, chill channel stuff, Trance, like, like ambient, yeah, like yeah, trancey yeah, stuff it, to I just like it, keep yeah. me going down the highway. Sort of. Well, you are the driver. You do get to pick in exactly. the end. I no, mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, I that's got, the I advantage them, of being I the driver. Do whatever they want for like four hours. And then I'm like, we're going to have a half hour now. Okay, and then it's on, like, dad takes over yeah, and exactly. kids shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You guys get into movies on the road or is it mostly music? Um, we do. We have like when we go, when we go camping and stuff like that, um, the RV's got a TV, and like we're at Walmart all the time, um, you know, for like the campground stuff, and like they have the you know the huge boxes of like three ninety nine DVDs. So we've watched some pretty weird, some pretty weird stuff on the road. We watched Friday a bunch of times. Well, sure. Um, what else have we watched? It's really whatever is like in that bucket that everyone can agree upon. We watched Pain and Gain, it's a ridiculous movie. Um, some really cool animated thing. I don't remember what that was. Nicole Salgar found that one. What were your cartoons growing up? Honestly, I was not like a huge cartoon person, but um, I love Johnny Bravo. Mm -hmm. I love. I actually love the Powerpuff Girls. I have no idea why, but I did. Okay. Um, Captain Planet was mm -hmm. the man. Ninja Turtles. Space Ghost. Um, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I think I know the era. The what? Era. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good time young. Now, <laughs> as a as a native New Yorker, you may not brag about this, but you know one thing 
above all other Americans. Food. For sure. For sure. I did not ask you. I'm telling. I, you're from here. <laughs> so give our uh, new transplants to the city, people that have moved here, people that don't really know and they think a good slice of pizza is crap and stuff like that. Give them some of your favorites. What do you like around the city? It's hard, man. Honestly, it's changed so much. Um, like a lot of those old school places are gone and stuff like that. Um, the Upper East Side has changed so much from when I was up there. Um, but I mean, I'm a big, depends what kind of like price range you're looking at, but I'm a big steak person. Mm. Um, definitely have been to like all of the steakhouses and the best ones have sort of remained the same. I think it's sort of not an argument. Um, so, so what got, is the best I in mean, your opinion? I mean, Luger's is fun. It's fun to go there, but like in Manhattan, um, Keen's, Keen's Sparks. Atta boy. Uh, I think Sparks is great. Smith Walensky's is just an old Smith, school spot. Yeah, those, just those old like those environments and the. And the I people love being yelled at there. by old men. Yeah, and I they're mean, just, that's part I of mean, the steakhouse environment yeah, in New those, York City. Is there yeah, always those, these old yeah, men like waiters? And I love when someone at the table next to you orders chicken. Yeah, sure. Or like the sea bass, which is good, but you know, it's like. But you, yeah, you, and then you, you watch gotta, them all congregate, yeah. and they give. I mean, it's so yeah. much fun to it's like watch. Share a porterhouse with your friend, you know. Come on. Yeah. What's your cut? Uh, I like strip steak, New York strip. It's the only that's the, that's a test of a place to me. It I agree. Really is. Place basic. Yeah. See, so, uh, I like going Kansas City strip. I like the bone in, despite the name. Yeah, no, just because really I like gnawing on it. I like gnawing on a bone. Well, it's you know there's I mean? more flavor and all that kind of stuff for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Pizza, my favorite slice. I honestly love um, Joe's Pizza on 14th. Oh, yeah. Sure. Because I lived there for a while, and I, it's just like I've never been disappointed. I like the Joe's on West 4th better. but Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Same, same yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. How about some advice for new artists? Not like how, how to work with a big corporation or how to take a team on the road or something like that, but, you know, some do's and don'ts. Up and comers. Um, I mean, this is probably something that's said a lot, but I would really just like stay very true to yourself um, because I think I don't know the the whole the whole world is very weird now. I had a I had a crazy conversation once with Ron English where he was like, I could tell someone how to become like monetarily successful right now with their art, but like you're probably not going to want to do what I'm going to tell you. Because it'll like take away a lot of like what it is that you actually maybe want to do, um, and I would say that like more more than people tell me they really really like my art, they say they like don't understand it, and it's like just very complicated. And I think in like the world with you know instant gratification, all that kind of stuff, I I'm still I strive to make something that I want someone to like really have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, as long, I'm like trying to stay true to myself about that and not go simpler when people tell me to do that. I mean, certain things call for it. So I would, I mean, my advice is that like, if you really, if you have, if you clearly can stand out with your work, then it won't matter. And if you just like work really hard at it, like the right people will notice it, you know, like there might be a smaller niche for it, but like they'll, they'll find people will find you, you know? How about something that you focus a little too much on or put a little too much stock in on along the way and you wish you didn't? Maybe an old way of looking at something or someone's opinion that stuck with you a little too long? Honestly, I I don't really have 
a regret No like regrets. That. Look at you. You're a no, champion. Well, I huh? don't have no regrets at all. <laughs> but but um no, I just I'm I'm still trying to it's tricky to like still try and find yourself but also keep a consistent style so mm-hmm. like people don't like not realize who you are. Mm-hmm. Um and because like my mm-hmm. work is based off of like my my current experience in the world and like what I research and things like that it can change, you know, but it, like as long as the style's strong, I think it makes sense. But um no, I I mean that's I don't really have I don't really have a good answer for that question, honestly. That that was great. Yeah. See, and I was speaking to Eric about this the other night. I said, you know, it's it's so hard for an artist to establish their own style. Because once your style can be established, you can essentially paint or create anything in your style. But it's hard to take some, you know, create that other thing or do your interpretation of that if your style isn't unique or you're taking too much from the original. So I, I feel like your style, you could you could paint any famous person in history, and somebody would look at it and say that's it's Denton. Yeah, I and mean that's that's but that but most artists don't get to that point. I don't think. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I mean, I think what, what's really fun about curating is and like doing stuff with John and Drip Down and Drip Down the Road is, um, you know, I get to also like not be the artist and sit back and watch people work. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've learned a lot of things from like the graffiti guys. And just from every kind of artist and stuff. But then there are moments where, like, <clears throat> someone will do a mural that's, like, not at all the way I would work. And I appreciate it. But then, like, we created the project. And you just hear how much everyone loves it. And then I'm like, oh, should I, like, be doing that? Or should I add, like, that element, you know? And, or was um, there something that I could have learned? Yeah. yeah. And, and I, it all comes back to, like, I mean, I remember when I decided to do this. Again, back to that professor who, like, inspired me to, to become an artist. Um, he, he just kind of, he's like, art is life. And, and like, if you pay attention, you know, to life, then like it will in, always influence your art. There's nothing, I mean, that's what's cool about being an artist. You open your eyes, nothing's really not that interesting if you really pay attention. And, um, I don't know. I was trying to bring it back to what you said and now I forget. Um, contact high. That's all right. Yeah. I don't know. So I would imagine at this point you're going bigger walls and, you know, uh, it's not like you're going more intricate on, a, on a, a wall or more colors. You're staying true to your palette and stuff like that. Have you gotten into the, the real efficiencies of big scale painting and learning how not to waste paint and not move around too much and not come down off the list, com- lift completely wrecked for the day because you move too much type um, of thing yet? I have I have a little bit of like a, a self punishing aspect when I paint to myself. I don't know where it comes from, but like I I just the biggest wall I've ever done personally I just did in August out in uh, Catasauqua, which is like north of Allentown, Pennsylvania, um, and it was like I don't know fifty by three stories or something like that. Um, and I went I tried to do like really my thing. It's one character, but it was very complex. Um, and I had a lift and all that kind of stuff, but it was I had to finish it by a certain date. So I did probably that mural should have been done in two weeks, but I did in like seven days, like thirteen or fourteen hours a day, and it was ninety five degrees. Um, it was insane. Like I, it was stupid, but but I kind of loved it at the same you time. You would do it again tomorrow. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. I mean, so like every night maniac. I had to go home yeah. and like yeah. ice my arm and stuff like that. It was yeah. insane. <laughs> but I just I don't know. There's something kind of fun about that. Like not painting for a little while, whatever, like, you know, even in the winter. And then it happens, and it's just like, I love the intensity of it. That's why I love the, the drip down the road trips. Um, 
you know, if you love something enough, like you don't really care about sleeping or any of that kind of stuff or eating properly. And then you deal with it when it's over. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that kind of stuff to learn. There really is, you know, like if the budget's kind of tight or whatever. And like, you're like, I really don't know how much of this blue I need, you know, but I have to order it correctly because it's not going to be time to order it again. Um, all that stuff's crazy. And you can only learn it through experience. Um, you only can, you know. Now, on a road trip like that, does that affect your palate? Do you shorten stuff up so that you can buy less paint? Um, the paint ordering is a crazy part of Drift Down the Road because every artist is different, you know, what they require. Like like Ramiro, for example, he can just, like, with, with, with whatever is left over. He works so fast. Exactly. He but, works but even, so fast. Is there anybody that works as fast as he does? No, I don't think so. I've never seen an artist no, I don't work so. full-scale no, so. mural on a yeah. wall with spray paint. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and, and he can just pick from the scraps and stuff like that. Whereas, like, I'm, I'm like, more annoying. I know it, like, because, <laughs> because like, each of the areas I shade that are a different color, like, it has to be those three colors and stuff. And I just, like, I the scraps, if they don't have, like, three red shades, and I just yeah, can't, that's like, that. and I need a ton of black um, and stuff like that. And every artist is different. So, like... I just we just try and get that all set up as you know as much as in advance as possible, um, but yeah, the paint part of it's insane. The RV is covered, it's just like there's paint. We run out of space outside. The the whole inside of the, of the RV is just boxes of paint falling over when I turn too fast and stuff. It's insane. But we've never ever gotten a drop of paint on the RV. That is the truth, and I and I honestly. Because you know it's a rental. <laughs> yeah. But it still, like, seems impossible to me that that, that has right. not happened. Right? Because sometimes the RV has been, like, that close to a wall, you know, or whatever it is. It's it's kind of mind-blowing. Never, right? Yeah, no. Never. I'll be honest. Thinking about you guys on the road in a stinky RV for a couple of days, it wasn't – didn't sound too interesting. But after <laughs> listening to you today and Neville last week, I, I kind of want to tag along. Maybe I'll sketch on the back and hitch a ride and put up a few posts for sold or something. No, you guys are more than welcome to follow us to any city you want. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's not for everyone, but it's uh, it's the most fun I've ever had. That's awesome. I'm looking really forward is. to the next one. Yeah. Well, brother, before we let you go, and uh, we had a nice chat, and thank you very much for coming in. Uh, you know, give our listeners where they can find you online. Uh, you know, look at your work, purchase your work, things like that. Um, yeah, my website is Um The Instagram is at Denboros. Um, and then, you know, and they link to each other and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, the business is uh, Dripped On Productions is, is uh, John, help me out with this. What's our Instagram? Do, do the <laughs> yeah. No, 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 Dripped On Productions. Oh, Dripped On. Yeah, Dripped On on the Instagram, and then uh, Do The Road is the drip, is the traveling artist residency. Um, and that's pretty much it. I actually do have a show coming up in March. Please part, plug I'm it. I'm part of a, uh, a group show at a gallery called um, Limeter Gallery in Hudson, New York. Um, so that should be kind of cool. I think that's March 2nd is the opening. Um, I didn't know about them, but sort of found out through a friend and submitted and stuff like that and they're pretty cool they got some good stuff up there actually so if it, this fits in your mo you're going to have a piece on the wall and then wind up painting their building well unfortunately yeah. i think it's like a small <laughs> historic building in hudson new york so uh, i'm not going to get that their warehouse down the block maybe. but yeah, yeah well yeah. Ne- i'll find something in hudson when i'm there yes i'll make some connection and try and figure it out well thank you very much for coming in this is a great chat 
And we are sold out with Denton Burroughs. 